one, two. Hello, everyone. This is Dialogo, and this is your host, Josh. Today, I'm here with my friend, Efrain. Um, you know, as I said before, this podcast is, you know, to bring my friends in and, you know, have them drop a little knowledge of what they know and uh, their experience in the business. Um, I'm going to let Efrain give you a little background of himself so you know who he is, and then we'll go on from there. Efrain, it's awesome. all yours, man. Thank you so much for the invitation. My name is Efrain Rodriguez, uh, pretty much... A guy that sells insurance, does all types of stuff, builds houses, uh, has a teeth whining place, wow. uh, investor. So, yes. Wow, dude. Um, your name on Instagram is, is pretty cool, dude. It always <laughs> caught my attention. Is that the insurance lord. You know, and it's um, it actually symbolizes who you are in that business, you know, because yes. uh, you're pretty big. You know, it's something that I that I admire that you're, you, you pretty much look out for that business a lot. Definitely. Uh, I chose that name. Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking of a name. It was at night and I'm like, I need something catchy that that's something that, someone that when they, they see me, they're, they actually don't know my name, but they know me as the insurance lord in the yeah. streets. And it has come to that uh, when people see me at the, the I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't even know my real name. OK, but they they see me, the insurance lord. And that's that's how. That's how I came up with that name. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's pretty catchy. I mean, just to, just imagine being called out at the club, like, oh, that's the insurance lord. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> and well, it's just the image that I kind of want to give, obviously. Yeah. Um, because my 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 bread and butter is is, is selling insurance. Oh wow! So. Um, when did you start uh, this whole insurance uh, project? It's been, I started since 2007, since I, since I came into the insurance industry. Um, I started, I we used to work construction. I was like, wow, oh, man, this is not for me. This is not for me. I, I graduated, went to construction, and I was just kind of paying the bills. I mean, I'm, I was just 18, 19. It's okay. kind of like, I, want, I wanted things. I started working. So I, I was like, that's not for me. I went into the insurance company, insurance industry. I worked for an insurance company, pretty big. Uh, I was there for four years. And after that, I went to another insurance company. And then I started working for someone else. And then I started uh, growing within the company for them. Uh, I was very timid. I'm very timid. I was very timid. Not no more. Um, I, I was I was scared of growing. They used to be like, hey, if I ain't, uh, we're going to promote you. You're a manager now. I was like, no, I want to be. Did you did you feel comfortable? And then I I didn't. I didn't. I was the. I was the type of person that would sit in the back, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, whoever I get, I get. I was very shy. Oh, okay. And then um, when I started off, they'll put you in the front. That way, you can kind of like, hey, you need to get your feet wet. Yeah. Um, I started doing that, and then as the time progressed, um, yeah, I was getting better at it, better at it. I would talk more, talk more, getting more comfortable. Your self-esteem starts to grow more. For sure. And then, um, yeah, after that, it's like, okay, nobody can stop me. I learned their trait very well. I know I was like, I'm a salesperson. Like, I'm a salesperson. I can sell you a pin if you have a pin on you. Yeah. So um, I did that for a couple of years working for other companies. And after that, I was like, um, I actually, I was telling you earlier, I went to school. I went to college to become a cop. Wow. I went to become a cop. They give you a checklist of, there's like 12 things in like eight interviews. And I was going down the list and credit check, background, uh, making sure your social media is not very, they check everything. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh. It's like seven interviews. So I did that. I spent two years in college to become a cop to get, because I think you need six, you needed 61 college credits. All right. So I got them. All right. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I got them. I go present it. Hey, I'm done with everything that you want. I did that. They rejected me. And I'm mm. like, that's my dream job. Like, For sure. I want to be a cop. I want to be a cop so bad. I want to be a detective SWAT. And you see yourself into that. And no, they rejected me. And I was, I remember I was outside the parking lot and for HPD. And they were like, um, like I was like, I was depressed. I was like, yeah. my dream job just went down the drain. They didn't accept me. The reason they didn't accept me, it was very unclear. It said uh, personal character. I guess they just want a person that goes to work, school, works, work. So home. H- how was that for you after, uh, you know, how, how did you process that in your head? How did you outcome that? I remember I was looking at the HPD building and I was like, they ruined my dream. Like, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. what am I going to do now? And I was already 26 years old. I'm like, 
I'm 26 years old. Uh, I'm kind of, I feel a little bit old already. Like, and I haven't done anything for myself. And I almost promised myself by the age of 27, I needed to, I needed to be working where I will retire. So by the age of 27, it was always my, my number, 27, 27, 20. Where's that from uh, Pablo Escobar, the series? Now where he's like, a, if I'm not a millionaire by 21, like I'm going to kill myself okay. sort of thing. Okay, right? okay. yeah. I, I mean, I didn't even know that yeah. now that you mentioned it. But yes, that number yeah. was on my head. I'm like, I already did this. I already did that. I mean, I did all types of stuff. I, was, uh, I have my CDL. I drove 18 wheelers. Uh, I mean, I was just trying to like. I was trying to do something and I didn't know what I was like shooting for. You were banging on doors. I was, yes, I was banging on doors. Exactly. And I didn't know. And it's hard to find out. That's the hardest thing. Finding what you're good at and applying it to yourself. Because a lot of people ask me, what do you do for a living? I think you're asking the wrong question. You should, you should ask yourself, what am I good at? And apply that knowledge and multiply times 10 or 100, but apply towards yourself. Because if you ask me what I what I do for a living, well, I sell insurance and I build houses and whatnot. You probably don't like to sit behind a desk like I do. Yeah. I mean, you probably want to be out there driving. I mean, I don't know. So I think you're asking the wrong question. Because if you want to do what I do, it's not going to work because you you don't have the love and the passion for it. Yeah. You need to have a love and passion for what you do. Yeah, yeah, and it's something that I discussed. You know, last time Jaime was here, it was like you have to put love and passion into yes. something that you actually like because you don't want to be miserable doing a job that you know you don't want just for the money. Yeah, uh, it's that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works for me. So yeah, age twenty seven was when I was like, okay, what am I good at? What have I? What am I good at that I've always I've been successful at, and I just need to apply that to myself and, and invest in myself. So I was like. I'm good at insurance. I'm like, yeah. I'm top seller, top seller, top seller. I'm like, hey, everything that I've done for companies, let me do it for myself. Yeah. So I didn't have much money. I really didn't. I have a, I had a credit card that I had good credit. It gave me a twenty thousand dollar credit card, and I had twenty thousand dollars in my savings. So I had forty. Yeah. That's it. All right. Uh, the company that I started off for me, the franchise that I purchased, uh, they wanted fifty. I'm like. They wanted fifty as a down payment, or they just wanted it as liquid cash. They wanted okay. to see it in your bank account, and now now it's not the same amount; it's way more. But uh, at that time, it was fifty thousand. I'm like, oh crap! So you start asking for people, like, let me borrow money, but they don't see. They don't. Start, how are you going to pay me back? Like, yeah. how are you going to pay me back? They don't see the the legitimate reason of. They, they don't see uh, the. I guess the value in you. Yes, they don't. Yeah, they do they not see that, and that's something that carries you. That the saying that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Because I I go back to that. I was like, I used to remember like asking people like, let me borrow money, let me put it in my bank account, and then I'll give you a check, and that's your money. I I totally understand. So no, no, started saving, 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 saving. I got to the 50,000, I got approved and I was like, all right, cool, like I did it. Yeah. So um, I was a big believer, I'll get income taxes. My income taxes, I, until this date, I don't see, I have not seen an income tax. Uh, every income tax, I'll save it, save it, save it. Yeah, I have, I have kids, so they'll give me 8,000 or 7,000. Yeah, I started off saving, saving, and saving. That's why I tell people, save, save, save money. Until you know what's your objective for saving money. Right. If you don't know what you're saving for, then uh, it kind of kills the, the... The value of saving is... Yes, because yeah. a lot of people say like, oh, I have all this savings. Well, what are you saving for? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, the... the but, you know, some people say for, you know, just an emergency, emergency. or, you know, maybe like someday I, I want to buy me a, a, like a watch or something, something. like that. Well, yeah, exactly. But yeah. you have a you have a you have a goal. Yeah. yeah. If you say I don't know, then uh, I feel that you can do something. I think your money is going to have more worth not being in the bank. It's it's you need to move it around. Yeah. You got to invest it somewhere. Invest it or uh, do something. Oh, it's like, you know, some people just don't like to spend money at all. Exactly. Yeah. Which I respect. I total yeah. respect for that. Um, so I was a big risker. I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm going to invest all this money in myself. I was like, but it was a hit or miss. What You, you start getting that what if, that what if, what if. 
And that what if is what a, what kills a lot of people because you're not you're not jump you're not gonna, you're not gonna jump into the water because you're thinking that what if. Correct. So what if holds a lot of people's dreams and thoughts and ambitions. So I was like, you know what? What if doesn't exist if you don't actually do it? So I was like, all right, let me do it. So I got all my money. I got approved for this company. I bought the franchise. I did it. First month, I opened my doors April 1st, 2016. I opened my first business. I was paying more for my insurance office than I was paying for my mortgage. Wow. So it's like, it's scary. Yeah. And, and you did this all by yourself. All by myself. By yeah. myself. By myself. Because keep in mind, I was asking for help. Yeah. Nobody wanted to help me. Like closed doors, closed doors. And in, in, I feel like, I don't know if that's just a, a Houston thing, dude, but a lot of people do that here, you know? Yeah. A lot of people close you, the doors and, and not until they see that you're actually doing, doing good. Something. Like, uh-huh. Oh, shit. Well, let me help you now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's always like that. Um, it's, it, it, it is like that. And, and like you said, I don't know if it's a Houston thing or a culture thing or it's a, I don't know what is it. But yeah, I, I knocked on doors, asked for help, asked for help. No, 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 no. So the way in my sales job is like you get you get 10 no's to get one one yes. Correct. So I was like, all right, I got on my 10 no's. Let me go for my one yes, which was me, myself, and I. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of selfish in a way where I got to look out for myself first, then than other people. Yeah, you have to, because then sometimes you you catch yourself worrying too much about other people, you know, and you, you're like, oh, what, me tengo que preocupar de esta persona, de correcto, and you forget about yourself, you forget yes. about who, what your values are, yep. and your family. Sometimes you put yep. them aside, and Side. you put in other people in front of you. For, yep, and the people that really back you up is your family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I became after I did that, I was like, I opened my business. Thirty days later, I'm like, oh wow, I like, it worked. And then 60 days later, oh, wow. Like, it's it's positive, 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 positive. Yeah. So I was like, like, that what if, what if would have held me back if I would never have jumped into the water? You either sink or swim. Yeah. Were you scared? Like, the first day that you yes. opened? Like, I was I was yeah. scared. I, was, I wasn't scared the day I opened. Whenever, whenever I opened, I was already kind of, like, numb. I was like, just open the door. Whatever happens, happens. whatever happens happens and, yeah. and you start putting like that's what i say like you, put, you have to have passion and love for what you do i was like i did this for years for other companies i'm doing it now for me yeah like it, it must work so it needs to work so bam month one month two month three month four month five a year later two years later here i'm sitting like years later five years plus and and it's it's been going good for me Man, and that's that's a that's a badass story that you you know you're able to say I did this for myself yes. type of shit you know and and just to see how far you've come now, dude. I mean, congratulations. Nah, thank you. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. It it it, it brings me now. My self esteem is is I feel my self esteem is high. Uh, it, it my some people might see like oh he's cocky or not, but it's not in a bad way. It's just that I know what I went through in order to be where I'm at. Yeah. I'm still not at the position that I'm, I want to. I still want to grow more. That's why I kind of branch it out to other, other, uh, other, uh, otros negocios. Sí, sí, sí. Eh, por eso, para, uh, no quise poner todos mis huevos en una canasta. So that's what I did, and uh, it's worked. It's worked. I take a lot of risks on a yearly basis that it goes back to my first day. What if? What if? Okay. I felt I've, yeah. I've, I've I've opened things that that haven't worked out the way I would like to, and you know what? Hey, you know what? It's a learning. Le- it's a it's a le- it's a lesson that I learned. And come on, like don't look back. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I, I read this book before. Um, it's a weird thing about it. Uh, I went to Target, and I was just you know you go into the bookstore and you're like, ah, this book looks nice, and I get it, and it was in Spanish. Uh-huh. And when I get to my apartment, uh, I started reading it, and it was a Christian book, dude. I was like damn dude like i'm I'm not religious (laughs) i'm not christian uh but i'm gonna still read it and it was about this warrior that uh he was waiting for the enemy to come but he didn't know which way it was coming from okay and they had a god telling them in the ear like it's coming from the north it's coming from the south and uh he had a pocket full of um you know flechas okay and um you know the god was like hey the enemy is coming from the north shoot that way and the guy, what he does, he puts one flecha in an arc and he shoots it and he's like, oh, okay, you know, it's done. Then, uh-huh. And uh, the God is like, 
No. I was like, I, I told you it was coming from that way, but I didn't tell you it was just one. One. Yeah. And, you know, the whole uh, metaphor of the story is that your life is that back of flitches. You know, yeah. every shot that you take is like, oh, did I? I'm going to do it. You know, uh-huh. it's a chance that you're taking every time. Yep. And you don't want to go, you don't want to die and have a bag full of flitches behind you. Exactly. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, you want to just do everything, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just try it, you know. And I thought that was a really nice, uh, you know, an anecdote that, that that really comes to mind when you say that, like, you know, I'm going to take a shot for it. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I do it myself. Like, if I want to try something, I'm going to try it. Like, if this podcast, de la noche la manana, I was like, hey, I want to do this uh, podcast. My girl was like, okay. I was like, oh, the next day I went to the store, bought everything, and I did it, you know, and I'm here, you know, creating a podcast. And then if I want to do something next time, I'll do it, and then I'll take that chance because it's a hit or miss, dude. Yeah, yeah, and exactly, that's that's something that you mentioned, like, I don't want to die living a life of regrets. Yeah. That, that's that's something that, that haunts me every night. Like, um, when I was a little kid, I used to want, I mean, anything from a Power Ranger to a go-kart, to a Power Wheels, to a BB gun, to... You will see all these things when you're a little kid. I was like, man, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. I wish that had that. Now, uh, I do it. I do it. I get excited for my kids, like me going buying a, a Power Wheels for them. I was like, I wanted a Power Wheels when <laughs> I was a little kid. And I was like, now I'm getting it for them. Yeah. I'm more excited for them. I was like, uh, than them. Uh, so it's, it's little things like that. Um I mean, anything, a watch, anything that I see, I work hard for it and, and I execute it. I take it off my checklist um, because that's one of the things, like you said, I don't want to die living with a bag full of arrows. Yeah, it's 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 a nice uh, story to say, you know, and then what, what you're saying about your kids. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't grow up in a, you know, uh, bad family or anything. I mm-hmm. had everything I wanted. But for like, I want to say because my father and my mom worked their ass off to uh-huh. give me that stuff. I didn't, I didn't have the best life, but you know, I, I was you happy. Yes, exactly. I was happy. Yeah, and I feel like when I have kids, you know, I, I want to do the same that you're doing for your right. kids. You know, give them everything that I can. Um, I mean, not compare at all, but I have a dog now, and uh-huh. you know, I buy everything. <laughs> for that guy. You know, yeah. I buy every single toy, and then I get excited. I yeah, because I'm buying something for them. You know. Yeah, and, and I do I do that. Uh, yeah, I have a dog as well, and I, I I'm out there and I show him love. My time is very um, very thin. Uh, I I run a busy busy schedule throughout the week, and that's what keeps me like going. I like the adrenaline of being busy. Um, so I show my whenever I, I I'm here I'm here with you. Yeah, I'm not gonna touch my phone. I'm here with you, and I do the same thing with my companies. I'm there. And I'm there with them individually. Have you ever had that instance when you're talking to somebody and you keep on getting phone calls and a phone's ringing and ringing, but you don't want to answer the phone in front of that person? Do you, do, you, rude. do you think that's a, it's it's rude or is it just like a Mexican thing that I? <laughs> <laughs> I I've I've always had that situation. Yeah. It just kind of depends if I'm talking to you and my phone keeps on ringing from ringing from one of my companies or whatnot. And what you're telling me is just, I mean, you're probably just talking to me like, hey, how are you been? How's your day going? Yeah. I will be like, give me a quick second. Let me get this phone call real quick. And I explain myself what I'm doing. Now you're talking to me about work and and we're going to expand this and we're going to do this and we're opening a business. So we're talking, you're, you're talking something about that's important to me yeah. at the point. So um, I, I think I'm going to return the phone call because I leave every, all my companies. I think I leave them with a, a head, a head honcho that he would know what to do whenever I'm not there. Okay. So uh, it's it's those it's those daily calls that I have with them to make sure that hey, I don't call you one day and then something comes up where you think you think you need my 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 green light or whatnot. I think you're able to take that that responsibility. Um you know and this is a question uh you know I'm going to ask on behalf of all the people that have businesses or starting businesses um, how do you manage your, uh, you know, your personnel, your, you know, your, uh, your managers, your workers, like what's a good management, you know? Uh, I'm very, I'm the type of person that let's say I'm out with my employees for what, whatever reason, a Christmas dinner or dinner or whatever. I don't like to, I don't like for them to say I'm their boss. That's me personally. I, I want them. We're all coworkers. Okay. We're all coworkers. Uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not. I'm nothing with them, and 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 I guess kind of by, by vice versa. Uh, so I need I need them. 
Okay. I'm a very person that knows how to value a person. Um, so that's that's one of the biggest things. I, I don't I don't like for them to say, oh, I'm their boss. Yeah, they know, people know, whatever. That that's but we're all the same, okay, because I need them as well. So I I, I I empower them to be little mini me's of me. That's good. Uh, so that that's something an advice that I I don't know, that that works for me. And like you said, you have like a head person in every business that you have. Um, and you said that, you know, you always count on them on, on knowing what to do if you're not there. And then I guess that's the whole uh, object of that person. You know, what if if I can't trust you and be in there, you know, you, you can't really, you know, be the head. Person exactly. There. Yeah, exactly. That, that goes a lot hand to hand. Um, you touched the uh, you told me at the beginning that you had like a, a building company, right? Yes. Also, uh, uh, a construction company. I build houses from wow. scratch. It's called Empire Home Builders. Started that about two years ago, two, three years, yeah, two years ago. Start off with that, the same thing. I follow the same um, the same scenario when I started to open my office. I got a little cash together. I'm like, okay, let me do something. I started with a, with a good friend of mine. Um, so he had a little cash, I had a little cash. Hey, let's come together and let's build a house. It's something that that interests me in building and things like that, running people and things like that. So uh, we did it. We built our first house. Um, the first house wasn't very much of a success, but we got our money back. Okay. So it wasn't a loss, but it was, it was, I, I took it like as paid school. Okay. So uh, we you did learn. that. You learned. I learned. That. Yeah. Exactly. I learned. We didn't get money off of it. We just got our money back, which at that point, if you didn't lose any money, you it's, it's winning. Yeah. Um, so we did that. We did it again. We did it again. And then uh, now, obviously, he went his way. We went our way. But now everybody's running their own their own line of construction. Um, I'm on my, what what is it, my 12th house. Wow. Yeah, in two years. So, uh, yeah. I, I took a peek through the Instagram page. Dude, you built some, like, amazing houses. Thank dude. you. Yeah, dude. Um, well, did, did you have that vision, like, or do you have like people that work with you that you know? Yes, yes, I have. To, I do have to give. I'm a big person of giving credit to whoever deserves it. I got ideas from other buddies of mine that had more experience and whatnot. I grasped some information from them, some ideas, and then plus my ideas, and uh, I just combine them together. Now I feel everyone has their own signature style yeah. way of doing things. I have my way. My other my other colleagues have their way. And um, I'm a big believer of creating your own signature for something. Uh, if you go to my office to get an insurance policy, I think we have a unique way of doing things. You're going to get a goodie bag. We're going to treat you different. We're going to give you a water and a house. Uh, if you buy a house for me, it's not going to be the same. You're not going to see the same exact house anywhere. Okay. okay. Someone might copy it, but not me. I'm going to make sure that what I sell you, mm -hmm. it's unique. You probably see a house that's uh, it has the same door, but the garage is different or something like that. So, so for you, is more of the experience you're giving the person, correct? The customer, you yes. Know, like I like to be, you know, treated well when I go to places. I'm a person that comes into a place and is like, "Hey, good morning, how are you?" Yes. And if that person doesn't say, "Hey, good morning, how are you?" It's back, like, like, "Hey, good, good morning, morning. <laughs> what's going on?" Yes. That, that happened to me the other day at Costco. I was with my girl. We were walking by, and the girl that there you know checking the memberships uh -huh. i was like hey good morning how are you and she turned around i'm like hey good morning how are you yeah. she was like oh hey i was like hey you gotta be happy like yeah you know you're giving me an experience you know this is a, a i know i get it it's a big corporation and everything but you're still giving me an still. experience something exactly. that i come back to going back to like you know shops or places that you go into you, you want to like be greeted well and exactly. make you feel well you're like hey i want to spend like my that. money here yep and and that's that's one of the biggest things that i i do and i i, I do follow i follow my own rules i'm a type of person that i'm not going to tell you to do something if i don't do it yeah um customer service i'm like that i'm the person that will write a review on yelp i'm a person that will call the 1-800 number if your mcdonald's machine does not have the, the ice cream machine is broken down. Yeah. I will do that. Um, I, I've done that a couple of times. Uh, I pulled up in restaurants at midnight and, oh, our, our taco machine is not working or whatever. Well, I'll call the next morning to report it. Uh, it's just, I know that corporate people will love to see that because I know I will love to see it if one of my employees is giving me, is giving a person about 
customer service, I would love to know it. That yeah. way I can know what's 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 going on. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I think I've mentioned it to you before. I used to work for insurance companies. I was oh, wow. an estimator. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I so that. I used to go out. I used to work for Farmers and State Farm. Okay. And then those are two big um, companies. survey companies. Yep. Like right after you give an estimate, you have to get a survey in order uh-huh. for you to get like a good bonus and, you know, keep on getting good businesses, you know. And uh, I remember for me, it was treating the customer while going like all the way to where I can help yep. you, you know. And then it was like, hey, please give me a review afterward if I help you. And then I know like I don't know if this happens with you, but like, you know, they give you a full a full survey and then if they miss one question or two questions, it, it completely denies the, the survey. Like, you, oh, wow. get, you fail. They have to answer all questions. Okay. And going back to what you said, you know, the corporate people like to see that. Yep. You know, I get that from those insurance companies. They like to see the surveys. People yeah. like to see what, hey, you know, that is my customer, my, my worker doing good? Or are they giving you the good service? We, we do that. Yeah. And I like I like to see that. Um and, and and things that uh, another I I guess another advice to people that work for companies is I want to grow as a person, but I cannot grow if I still have to go back and babysit people. So it's it's one of those things that that me uh, something that I say they don't make them like me no more. I always say that why because I remember when I was working for this company's uh, I was working for Fred Loya State Farm. And for another Allstate agents, um, I would do, I would go on and beyond to do things uh, that they weren't asked for me, but I would do them. I'm like, I, people nowadays, they don't do that now. They're just like, uh, they only go do what their job is and that's it. Don't, I'm sorry to cut you off. Don't you hate that mentality of people that are just like, hey, you know, I don't get paid to do that. I'm just going to not drop it. Exactly. And that's, that's, uh, I don't know what is it, but that's the biggest problem that I run into. To have people that are, are um, under low supervision and, and, and for them to be under low supervision and actually doing what they, uh, what they need supposed to be doing. I was like that. Nobody, nobody supervised me. I knew what I needed to be done. I did it and I let my job and my, uh, my sales do the talking that's why I was, I was referring to where I was saying er, uh, back then earlier. It's um, I would get promoted without me even applying because people would see uh, people would see my job. And they're like, hey, he's doing this. He's doing that. We don't tell him anything. He doesn't get us in trouble. Yeah. Like he, his, my job was making the noise. So nowadays it's not like that. People need to be told what to do. Hey, do this. And then they, they started going into that mentality. Well, I'm not getting paid to do this. It's like. You, you know, um, people don't understand this, but for a company to uh, promote in-house, it's like a revolving door. You know, you're creating your staff. Well, like, hey, you know, this guy's doing well. I'm going to promote him. And then there's another promotion other than bringing in a new person that doesn't know much. Exactly. And they don't know about the company. And, you know, you have to train them. Train and time. You, you don't know how that person is. Whether on the other hand, you have a employee of yours that you know how he is and you like the way he works and you could trust them more. But some people don't have that mentality right now. You know, some people are just like, eh, they could just find somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you, you get those uh, type of people. And there's also the people that um, that want want the promotion ASAP. OK, I already did everything that I had, everything that I was asked for. Um, now, where's my promotion? I feel that everything comes in in, in a perfect time. Uh, you can't push, you can't force uh, timing uh, because I feel that I'm the type of person I, I felt I pay my dues. I pay my dues. I did everything that I had to do when I had to do it. Uh, nobody told me what to do. And I just did everything I, and, and everything felt in its time perfect. Because keep in mind, I wanted to become a cop. Yeah. And it went from becoming a cop to become a business owner and and and. and Time slaps. You know, it's it's one of those drastic changes that life cha- uh, takes. Takes, where, you know, yeah. where you're, uh, you know, maybe uh, my taco truck didn't work out, but shit, I, I'm gonna become something else now. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I totally understand that point. Um, have you ever like, um, other, yeah, I know that you've been que te rechazado in different lugares, but have you ever been so good at something and then you reach? 
to the top and you're like, fuck, I can't move up because I don't have a certain requirement. Is it the cop thing? Um, that's, that's, it's, I always see when every time I, I have a lot of respect for law enforcement. Um, and yeah, that's one of my things that I'm like, oh, cause the age limit, I think to become a cop is like 40 years old. I'm like, okay, I'm still, I'm 33. I'm like, I, I still have time to become a cop. Yeah. Um, I even applied, uh, they have something that's called, uh, some program that you go in there and work for free 20 hours, but you get the badge and all that good. Stuff. I'm like, that's fine. I don't want to get paid. I just wanted the experience of becoming a cop. Uh, especially now, a lot of cops are being hated on because of racism and whatnot. That's my that's not my that's not my situation. I have a lot of respect for them, but yeah, that's one of the things that I feel that I need to still do while I'm while I'm alive. That's pretty cool, man. Um, now you know, change a little subjects to. Uh I, I I peeked a little bit and I saw that you like playing music. You're you're bajo sexto guy. Yes. Yeah. How did that How did that come out? Like, or are you like a child that likes music? Or? <laughs> I, it's like I told you, I'm all over the place, yeah. and everything that I that I want to do, I just do it. Yes, I started off. Uh, I started off when I was like 16, 17. I started playing uh, bajo sexto. I like. I always like music. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of music. So I started playing. I started practicing. I, my mom got me my first bajo sexto. Uh, I started. I just didn't. I just went with the with the man that was ta- uh, training me to how to play, whatever I could afford. And a hundred hundred dollars would give me like I don't know four hours. So I, I learned. I learned. I learned. I learned. I got into a little band, and then um, I remember I went to a cantina for the first time, okay. and I was like, oh my god, like a cantina. I was. I'm only sixteen years old. Yeah. And it's scary, like, okay, what am I doing here? So I started doing that. I, I played for, I just stopped playing about three years ago. Okay. Uh, because I don't have no more time for it. But but it's, it's that passion that you have for yes. music. that I, I see it. Uh, I see that, you know, you always have, like, big parties with, like, big <laughs> artists. And I'm like, oh, snap. That's that's big, dude. And I, I, that's something that I, I, I like myself, too. You know, I like music. I'm a big music guy. Uh, I play the trumpet, I play the oh, trombone, wow. and I play the tuba. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was in band since I was like yep. 12, 11, and I was in marching band. I was that kid. I was in marching band. But, you know, um, I'm originally from Mexico City. My grandma's from my mom's side is from Michoacan. Okay. We used to go there like every other summer, and we used to listen to like banda and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And my dad, he was like a big banda guy. At that time, I was like banda recodo, pero con Julio Preciado. Okay, okay. So I was like old the school. good banda recodo yeah. and like old school. And then me traía botas, me traía sombreros, uh-huh. and me llevaba a, a los caballos. So a lot of people are like, man, how do you get this like north, north side? Thing, uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, what do you? Because I mean, since I was little, my dad had that on him. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I love music. And just like you said, uh, I like artists. I like, you know, I like having conversations. I've had chances to meet like famous artists. And I'm not the guy that like, oh, wait, like, you know, your concert. I'm like, hey, dude, like, how'd you write this song? Like, uh-huh. or how did you get to this part? And um, uh, I, I always ask those kind of questions. Uh, you know, I'm a big I like to get into it with the music, not just, you know, the fan side. Of yeah. It. No. Yeah. And, and, and it's now. Thank God the tables have turned for me in a positive way where I love music so much that I, I, I've i hired big artists um, for my birthday. I'm actually planning my birthdays oh, in wow. July. Wow. You plan it from right now? I'm, I'm already I'm looking for <laughs> bands right now. Exactly. So I'm already planning for my birthdays in July. So I'm already trying to quote uh, Tucanes, uh, Edición Especial or something, someone yeah. big. Um, that I want to celebrate my birthday. You want to do like a Ephraim fest, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, Yaki fest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, I'm trying to get. On, I'm trying to work on, on that now. What's, already. What's the biggest artist you brought that you like? Oh snap! I uh, have my, what is it like? Your house that you do it, or we do we do it at friends' house or my house, or or we even close down like clubs, things like that. We, you know. I, I think I used to live on Curvy in Bel Air. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think one time I, I was 21, 22. And then I was like, hey, I'm going to go to the club. My friends and I were going and we get there and they're like, oh, you know, someone paid off. It was like a Tuesday or something, Thursday yeah. or something like that. Somebody paid off to close off the, the club. I was like, what? And I hear inside Banda and stuff. I'm like, what? I want to go in there. And then, you know, years come, like forward, years come forward. Years come forward. And then um, 
you know, I found out that we have mutual friends and they're like, oh, that's Efrain. He did that. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 All, all of our parties are during the week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Uh, for that that one, that club in Kirby, I think it was uh, Lumen. Lumen. Mm -hmm. Ulises Chaires and Una Banda. Uh, it was two bands. Yeah. Or también it was uh, Lenny Ramirez. Wow. Yeah. I or Relampaguitos. Relampaguitos. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've, I've listened to them before. They're a really good band. Um, also, I've seen, uh, was it you that had uh, Omar Chaparro? Adrian Chaparro. Adrian Chaparro. Sorry. Yeah. Adrian Chaparro. Yeah. Dude, I love that guy. Yeah. I was with him uh, two weeks ago. And then also last year we had Adrian Chaparro and Tito Torbellino Jr. Uh, yeah, we had him at a, we had him two days playing so, straight back. Yeah, just yeah. how is that for you and a mentality where like you you get to keep your feet in the ground? You're like, uh, it, it's it's I mean it's normal. I I, I like people people message me, hey, invita or whatever. Like come through. Like there's nothing wrong. It's yeah. They're the, the artists. They're 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 down to earth as well. We're there with them drinking and I mean they're just partying with us. They're just friends. Um, uh, we still haven't gotten like a conceited one that doesn't get off the truck until like uh, it starts playing. No, no, no. All of the, the artists that we've hired, they're pretty down to earth. And, and and going back to me, I mean, it's just I'm just a normal person like anybody else. Like it's just a regular party for my daughter's birthday. We brought Secreto and Los Impostores, and it's like. I was excited for my daughter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, we we had impostores a couple of times, relampaguitos a couple of times. I mean, yeah, so. That's good. Now that you mentioned impostores, saludos a mi compa Victor, okay, que va a ser papá. Claro que sí. Un saludazo. Un chef fiestero, no, un carmo para, para su baby, baby uh, shower. Una baby shower review, ¿no? Algo así. Saludos. Todo salsa y andaba ahí. <laughs> sí, es camarada, es camarada. Sí. We hired him. Lo hemos tenido varias veces. Este... A ellos, a Relampaguitos, a, sí, muchos grupos. He, you know, like, um, how do you keep your uh, your circle small? I mean, I, I'm a person, I learned that big this year. Like, to be honest, I learned who my real friends are and who are my acquaintances. Uh, I, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I'm a person that could cut off a person without even letting them know. And I just don't speak to him ever again. Yeah, because I see that. Okay, well, I'm gonna touch the subject with you. So let's say you know you come off of bad terms with somebody, which I know you probably don't even realize that you come to bad terms with that person, and then your friend surrounds himself with that person mm -hmm. and that group of friends. Um, I see it as if you're a friend of everybody, you're really not my friend. You know. Correct. I would like to have that mutual friendship, or like, hey, bro, like I know you don't mess with that guy. I'm with you, like, yeah. and not to choose teams, but Correct, you know, yeah. I'm I'm that kind of way. I don't know if it's uh, a childish way to think about it, but I like to keep my circle like real small, where nobody really knows about me, or like I have five friends that I could count on that I could call and be like, "Hey, bro, can you do this for me?" And they'll be like, "Yeah, bro, I'll, I'll do that for you." Where Hannah have like 15 friends, and exactly. I can't call none of them. How do you how do you manage that? Uh, that does happen to me. Uh, And it usually and it usually tends to happen where let's say I met you through a friend, I get more cool with you than the friend that we that we're mutual. Yeah. The way I see it is if that happens is because I I think I created more of a respect with you than you kind of brushed off this other person. So I, I really don't care if, if you stop hanging around with me and you got more cool with my friend, the yeah. one I introduced you to, is probably because you You kicked so it off better. You with kicked them. it off with that person because there's probably some there, there's probably more chemistry in that friendship that you have with me. But then I also have people, uh, friends that are like, "Hey, uh, I'm your friend. Like, you do me to tell me to jump and I'll jump." Yeah. So those those people, I, I have them very close to me. But my circle's not very big. People tend to think that I'm like. Oh my god! Like I'm, I'm all over the place, and I still get text messages. Hey, what good club gets good here? Hey, if you're not doing anything, come to my house. I get all this invites, but I'm not that out there. I just, I usually hang around with the same five group of people, yeah. same five group of friends, and I'm not very not that I'm not friendly. I am friendly, but at the same time, I just hang around the same people, same people, same people over and over. 
I feel like this pandemic uh, made me more like more lazy and uh, as in uh, I didn't want to like meet new people. More people. I don't want to meet new people. You know, a lot of friends were like, hey, bro, come out. Let's go drink. And I'm like, yeah, like, who, like, let's go. And then it'll be like 15 people there and I have to like talk to them talk all. To them. And I'm just like, damn, bro, I don't want to be an asshole, dude. Yeah. But like, I, I know it's not going to go anywhere. Like, I'd rather, yeah, exactly. I'd rather do something more productive at this yeah. point, you know. And um, and and that comes with the pandemic, you know. I I, I lost a lot of interest to meet meeting new, meet meeting people like friends of friends, uh-huh. or like going like f- parties. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm good. Sure. I I choose my friends now. I choose the people that I would speak to, like people that I could pick their brain. Like, I'd be like, hey, bro, like I have a question about this. Could you help me? Correct. And I would like to be loyal to that person. You know, um, I have a few friends. I have my friend Jesse. He owns a birreria. Okay. And um, you know he's 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 been a good friend to me. I've known him for like a year now, and I could be like, hey, bro, like I have, I used to, I used, I still have a food truck. I don't know if you knew. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. And uh, he always guide me through there without even asking anything from me. Like, oh yeah, dude, do this, or he'll call me and give me constructive criticism. Uh-huh. Um. Are you like a person like that, or do you like to receive constructive criticism? Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, I don't take any bad any any that might seem negative uh i don't take it bad i don't i don't i don't take it like oh i'm a very positive person so i don't if you tell me something that's supposed to be negative I, i'm like okay like he has a point and i digest that opinion i'm like oh i see why you said that because i'm like that too if i if i give you an advice i'm gonna tell you why am i giving you that advice i'm not just gonna blur out my opinion uh, i'm gonna give you an explanation as to why I'm giving you my opinion. So, but yeah, at, at all times, I, if someone's doing better than me, hey, by all means, tell me what you're doing different than what I'm doing, uh, or vice versa. Have you ever heard of that saying that? Uh, I don't know. I learned that when I came here to the U.S. That uh, us Latinos were like a in a cup of, uh, you know, like crawfish. One is already on the top, top and uh-huh. the other one grabs Trying it and pulls it down and things like that. Do you believe in that or do you feel like that's just a certain kind of person? No, I think it is like that. Yeah. I, I feel that and it's I see it um, because remember I told you I was knocking on doors and I'll get no, 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 no. Now, now that thank God I've, uh, I've, been, in, I've, been, I've done good for myself, um, those people see me different now. They're like, hey come over whatnot it's not bad but at the same time it's like i still have behind my head like you like you closed like you, you, you closed gave me no on me. you yeah. closed the door i asked for help and yeah. you told me no how did you manage to you know act cool in that situation uh they have the i mean they they had the reason as to why they said no which at this point i actually thank them because they made me stronger i'm like okay you're you're, you're no like you know push me i feel myself that i got cornered i cornered to a i got cornered where i was like i gotta do this for myself so thanks for all those no's i got my yes and i did it by myself because if i would have gotten help from people they would at this point i think they would have been like hey uh i helped you i helped you and you're there for because of me i was like uh, i can go back and say i can give thanks to people that that helped me in the advice way and things like that but in the financial way, when I was asking for help, mm-mm, I got my doors closed. So I did that by myself. Yeah, I mean, I've run into a few situations where like doors were closed when I first opened my food truck. Where like you know, doors were closed because hey, you know, I want to have this other person yeah. here. This person is doing better than you, and you know, that's that's better for my brand. You know, and now looking at it from my perspective now, you know, maybe maybe my food truck's not open. But I still get business that even if it's not open, you know, okay. and the other brands that were chosen over me are don't exist anymore. So, you know, it's like it, I, it gives I, you a good feeling. It gives me a good feeling, you know, like, hey, you know, maybe it didn't work out for you, but, you know, it worked out for me. For me. Yeah, I'm happy, you know, and, you know, I, I, I made that food truck for my mom. Oh, wow. Because she she likes cooking. And back in Mexico City, we had a little small uh, Marisco's place okay. outside the house. We used to go to this market called La Viga. Okay. It's where all the big uh, seafood comes from uh, all over the coast. Uh-huh. And they bring it to Mexico City and they distribute it to restaurants. So we used to go there and it was like 5 a.m. in the morning. I used to go with my parents and we'll pick out the fish so they could make ceviche, cocktails, ostiones. It was oh. everything. And my mom would sell out like at 12. Like wow. by 12, everything was already gone. So one day uh, I'm like, hey, mom, 
I want to do this. Like, quiero vender ceviches y quiero vender cocteles. And she was like, well, do it. Like, do it. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. So that week I went, I bought a trailer. I put everything together inside the trailer. Like, I got a carpenter to build a kitchen. Like, in one week, everything. It's because I'm like that, you know? Like, yeah, if yeah. I want to do something, I'm going to do it right now. So I, I built that, that trailer in like a week and a half, dude. And then I got new wheels on it. I got floor on it, fridges. And I told my mom, I'm ready to open. She was like, mijo, like, it's been like two weeks since yeah, you no. told me. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready to open. Let's do it. We had our grand opening. Not kitchen not. I had like 200 people there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had 200 people there. Um, I had bands playing. Um, we sold out like within like, an hour and a half or two. People kept on coming. They're like, hey, we don't have any more. Oh, Sorry. Wow. And um, Was that the first day? That was the first day I ever opened. Yeah. And uh, but it was word of mouth. Yeah. yeah. The first person came and they tried it and they called their own. Hey, come try this out. And they brought everyone. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I really posted on Instagram or anything like that. And I had a lot of people and I Uh sold out. So, you know, it went on like that. And uh, I like I said, I built this for my mom. Um, Is there any like legacy that you want to leave for your kids or like do you want to? Yes. Uh, the first and foremost that I think I want to leave my kids, and that's something I tell I, I tell people about, is getting life insurance. Like not to sell it, you don't have to buy it for me by all means, but that's something that I don't want my kids to struggle when I pretty much when I, I pass away or whatnot. So the legacy is for me to leave them, leave them already and and pretty much running already. Yeah. Um, I have I like I have quite a few life policies for them and also also teaching them that that you have to work for what you want. Uh it's a double-edged sword with kids nowadays because I give them what they want mm-hmm. but they're not they're not seeing how I work for them because they're kids. I mean, so now when they grow up it's like, "Well, my dad used to give me everything." Yeah. It's like so it's a double-edged sword uh, versus me. I wouldn't get everything that I wanted, so I had to work for it. So I have, now I value the things but with kids, it's kind of like, oh, I give them everything. They're not going to value how, like, they're not going to value it. And it's it's one of those things. But I guess the legacy is just, I want to leave them set, uh, which which I'm doing that for them. And then, um, you know, about the life insurance, I've seen you post a few things about life insurance. Uh, I've seen a lot of people pass away this yep, year. You know? Definitely. And then I, I hate to see, not that I hate to see. I just don't like seeing the GoFundMe account. Yes. Yeah, the GoFundMe, I mean, by all means, yeah, yeah. everyone it works. Helps you, it helps you. Yeah, by all means, it's, it's the way I see it is GoFundMe is not a life insurance. Um, I picture it, okay, imagine I die tomorrow or today or whatever. Uh, some, every, everyone's going to die, everyone. It sounds harsh, but it's reality. Okay, by you knowing that, uh, do you just imagine yourself like, Hey, we don't have money to bury Efrain. Like it's 10, 10 20,000. Uh, his accounts are on hold because whatever reason, they're trying to get debt certificate. It's a lot of behind the scenes things. Um, get a life insurance. Hey, you know what? It's it's very inexpensive. Uh, there's anywhere from like $20 to like $500 to $1,000. You put the price. Yeah. Whenever I sell insurance, life insurance is pretty much, I ask you, how much do you want to spend a month? And then based off of that, I'll give you what, what you're able to afford. And then you tell me, okay, that's enough or it's not. So with that being said, I don't like to see the GoFundMe accounts. I don't like to be struggling selling tacos because you're trying to bury your dad, your brother, your sister, yeah. whatever. It's not the time. Like it's not. Imagine right now. Right now it's pretty like 40 degrees, 50 degrees. Yeah. It's cold. We have to bury you tomorrow. We need money. Uh, you're still at the morgue. Uh, you have somebody making tacos exactly. in the kitchen. I mean, it doesn't work out. Do you want to do that? Like, yeah. I, I realized that at a young age, because I used to see a lot of people die. Yeah. But you see, here's the thing. Those people that were dying were like flashy, like yep. clubs, yep. flying bottles, places, bottles. And shit comes the day you die. You, you're asking me for money. You're asking the world yeah. for money. And go fund me that. Yeah, go fund me account to help for my burial. But like, damn, I saw you with a nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Uh, so I learned that, and you know, through my job, I I, I gained a uh, life policy because I was like, man, the day something happens to me, I don't want my mom to be like, hey, uh, worried about, yeah, or I don't want yeah. her to be asking people for yeah. money, you yeah, know, yeah, which yeah. I know my mom probably wouldn't do, because she always said, you know, like I hate asking for money, I hate yeah. it. I hate borrowing money. Like, I hate borrowing money. I hate, you know, borrowing money from anybody, from my mom, from my dad, from anybody. You, I'll struggle to the point where, like, I know that I can't do it anymore. And I'll just like, damn, yeah. like, I, mom, can can you let me do this? And she, and the day I get the money, I give it back to her. And yeah. I'm like, hey, please don't ever let me borrow money again. <laughs> and I hate it, you know. And I, thank God that this past two years for me have been amazing and you know i've not struggled at all i got my shit together we got our house you know, we, we furniture everything and you know we traveled a lot um this past year did you do any traveling this past year i did i didn't no i i, I mean i went to mexico probably like twice and that's it did, where have you traveled before like before that or yeah i mean i'm a very mexico person mm. uh, i go to mexico city went to guadalajara went to uh San, i'm from san luis potosí i go to san luis potosí San Miguel de Allende. Oh, wow. Went there twice this year. So, yeah. The, can you agree with me that you can never get bored of Mexico? No, can no. never. Can never. Okay, so my girl, she is from Iran, and her mm-hmm. mom is Salvadorian. Okay. So, you know, she had never been to Mexico, and her idea of Mexico was uh, El Tiempo Papacitos. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she gets with me, and the second month that we, we were together, I take her to Cancun. She was like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You know, year goes back, and then this year, you know, we said we were going to travel. We went to Mexico City, and she was like, oh, my God, it's nice. nice. We went to Cabo San Lucas, and she loved it. But after that second one, she was like, hey, babe, I don't want to go back to Mexico. Like, let's go somewhere else. And I'm like, well, why? She was like, because you're already from Mexico, Uh and you keep on going back. And I was like, well, yeah, because it it has. Yeah, you can never get bored of it. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, okay, let's not go to Mexico. And we went to Aruba. Oh, wow. Yeah, we went to Aruba. Beautiful place. You have to go. It's 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 beautiful. It's a small island. It's a lot to do. And since it's a it's uh it's de Holanda. It's una colonia de Holanda. Okay. Hay muchas culturas ahí. Peruanas, Colombianas, Venezolanas, uh, people that migrate to that little island. So it's a lot of food, a lot of party. You know, it's it's amazing. It's beautiful. So I'm um, going back to the point. You know, we went to Aruba. We come back. She was like, hey, you know, we have time for another trip. Uh-huh. I was like, I know. She was like, well, let's book let's book Cancun again. I was like, I uh, thought you I said. Thought, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought you said you don't yeah. want to go to Mexico no more. She was like. Yeah, but, you know, it's cheap and it's so good over yeah, there. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, like, I mean, that's why you keep on going back. I mean, it's it's affordable. Yeah. I mean, te puedes dar tus lujos like, yeah, like, you, a lot of, like, you could do a lot. And, um, you know, now she's, next year, she was like, hey, well, we should go to this place in Mexico. She's hooked yeah, to yeah, Mexico. She's like, um, did you go to Guanajuato, you said, right? Yeah, San Miguel de Allende. Oh, wow. That have place you gone? Is beautiful. No, I have not gone, actually. That place is wonderful. Yeah, I missed out on it uh, two, three months ago. My parents went to Mexico City and they took a a tour like all over Mexico, not all over Mexico, but within the Certain inside. Parts, to, yeah, and they went to San Miguel again and they yeah. stayed there a night and it was it looked beautiful. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. I went there twice this year. It's gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, it's Guanajuato, so Jose Alfredo Jimenez. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the music there, exactly. I heard that uh, there's a, a bar site where like it was every bar that he wrote a song in. Did you? Did you we, we went to one. We went to one. It was like a la cantina, mm-hmm. but it was in a cantina. It was a restaurant, botanero kind of thing. Um, yeah, he, he had, I think it was his or he owns it. Oh, wow. And there was nothing but like his pictures and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dope. That's cool, man. Um, it's So you traveled. Uh, is there other hobbies that you like to have? Um, I, I mean, I play music. I bought a bajo sexto last week. Oh, wow. I don't even play no more. Yeah. I just bought it because I like music. That's one of my hobbies. And I, I'm a very workaholic. I just, I, I just, that's my hobby. Work, 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 work. So your day is what? You wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning? My, I don't put my alarm. My phone is my alarm. So my phone starts ringing. Whoever decides to call me first, that's pretty much the person that wakes me up. It's like, all right, let's get the day started. I mean, it could be 6, it could be 7, uh, text message this, uh, someone calling in, whatnot, uh, pouring foundation, hey, Trucks are there at five in the morning. So just, I, I don't have 
a plan on a daily basis. Like when you ask me, what are you going to do tomorrow for work? I don't know. Yeah, whatever like it's, happens. Just whatever comes up to me, yeah. I'll execute it. Um, so yeah, that's how my day starts. Seven in the morning. For the most of the part, seven, eight in the morning, I'll leave my house or I'll probably be, it's probably an admin day. I'll probably sit behind the computer most of the day uh, since that is an admin day. And then uh, I'll go get something to eat. Uh, then watch, go get the houses, go go oversee the houses. And then that's Monday. And Tuesdays, you know what? Uh, today's Tuesday, I'm going to go to the office. I stay, I spend there most of the day. And then Wednesday, I go to another other office. And then Thursday, probably go back to the houses again. And then on Friday, um, you know what? Friday is, I don't know, a little, I'll go, I'll, I'll go like a cycle of office houses, houses and probably the teeth whining place. Things like that. The teeth whining place. You, you had mentioned that to me before. Is that, you said it was in? It's in the gallery area. Yeah, yeah. It's a franchise as well called Naturally White. Okay. Uh, it's the busiest location uh, to, my, to, to, to my knowledge. Uh, yeah, we just do teeth whining there. How, how did you get to that? Uh, pretty much the plan was offered. Mm-hmm. Plan was offered to, to buy that franchise. I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. I have someone to run it. I'm like, okay, well then go for it. Yeah. So I just did it and it, it's worked out pretty good. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah. You know, uh, I've seen a lot of that. Um, the franchise, you know, people are franchising things. Yep. I had a conversation yesterday with my girlfriend. Um, we went to go eat at this place called Howdy Chicken. Okay. Uh, over there on uh, West Alabama, somewhere around there. Um, and we had this conversation about franchising things. It was like, that was a franchise from uh, Nevada. Okay. And, you know, I was like, well, I wonder if this they have the like, same quality at every single place. We've seen this documentary about McDonald's, how this group, this two brothers bought a franchise of uh-huh. McDonald's. And they were they had the same menu, but they were buying like their own products. Okay. And they were buying cheap stuff, and they're like messing up the menu for McDonald's, and they went through lawsuits with McDonald's because it wasn't the same quality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you ever afraid of that? That you know you franchise things, or uh, and you know that person doesn't do the same quality. Say, no, uh, not everything's pretty uniformed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a big believer of why reinvent the wheel when it's already there. Yeah. So I I, I don't I just follow the guidelines there's things that i would love to change and switch i'll bring them up but if it doesn't it's okay i'll live with it what it is uh, i'm gonna ask you another question that was asked me this week by somebody on instagram because i do like uh, little questions on instagram uh-huh. um this person went on a uh, venture with a partner you know uh-huh. a business partner okay and uh they didn't um they gave the money to that person, and that person went and registered the business. Okay. But when she comes to find now, the person registered the business under his name. Only his name. Only his name. How could you prevent that, or how could you give him advice to be like, hey, like, do this a better way, organize? I, I'm, a, I'm very hands-on with everything. So when me open a business, we both are going to go open the business. Yeah. We both go open, open the bank account. We both do everything so my hands are everywhere um that that's something and especially if trust is not there uh you should definitely be there um i mean my advice is just to be there be there um i'm not the type of person that just oh let me give you handy money i mean i could trust you all you want but i want to be there i want to know what's being done with my money and whatnot so but I feel like if there's no trust initially, then there shouldn't be a business yeah, exactly. Way, you know? So that should be a red flag already. And a lot of a lot of people get scammed like that as well oh. because me and the houses, I, I I I sometimes have investors and they um I don't have a, I don't sign a contract or anything like that. It's pretty much a trust a trust a contract, I guess. And um, I d I d uh, I do something. My signature. My signature is my trust, is, is my, my, my contract, mi contrato contigo. Yeah. Mi firma es mi palabra. Pues es que si un hombre sin palabra, pues no, la sí. verdad, no. Sí, so ahorita, si yo, no, no creo que estuviera en el, en el, en donde estoy, si tuviera gente andándome buscando que les debo, este, ay, ese carnijo, trae un reloj nuevo y a mí me debe. O sea, cositas así, no. Porque mi firma es mi palabra. O sea, okay. no, no, ahorita, o sea, no. Yo no estoy alguien que me ande buscando. No tengo enemigos que yo sepa. Nada de eso. Merga. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the you know people that asked for that kind of stuff. Another person asked. Um, they recently opened a business, and you know it's not going so well for them. And uh, I want to go back to where you said that you know you got to give uh, give the p- person uh, a good experience in your business for them to come back. Is there a way you could uh, help them, like uh, how to market their business? How could they bring more people into their business? Uh, yes, and and and. and And what's been successful with me uh, is not looking for family and friends to support your business. Mm-hmm. That that's that's one of the things that that I've actually got to learn because when I started, I think any of my businesses, that's the people that are actually. It's like that saying goes: they want to see you do good, but not better, not than, better them. than them. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's one of those. Yeah, I was like, hey, they congratulate you, but it's like, but you haven't came over here and, and gotten a product for me or. But but then you have friends uh, that see you through social media. They actually want to purchase from you. They they do want to go see your business and things like that. So my advice is if you if you're if you're just marketing with your family and friends, no. don't go that way. I yeah. mean, uh, go go people that you don't know or something like that. I've I've read uh, another book uh, that's it was saying that even the person that the stranger helps you more than your friend. Yep. Yeah, because sometimes your friend could see you selling something. I'm like, ah, no. And then a stranger would see it. Like, oh, I want to buy want, it. And yep. they'll tell everybody else yep. about it. When your friend sees it, he just skips the store. And he'll probably buy it from somewhere else. Yeah, just, because it's cheaper. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like one of those things. Like uh, when I go visit my 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 friends that have businesses, I don't lowball. I, I don't lowball them. Uh, like, hey, mendo madarato, because I have a business. I make sure that I pay whatever sticker price you got on it. That's what I'm paid because at the end of the day I'm gonna probably buy it and then I'm buy it from someone that I don't know. I'd rather buy it from you. Nice, that's yeah. good. Well, you know, I created this uh, post on Instagram. Let me pull it up right here. Sure. Um, and it was about uh, picking a button and then see what button what you choose. Um, I don't know if you can see here. Turn here. Okay, but one remind. So you got four buttons. One is to read minds for three days. The second one is never die. Fourth is to bring someone back from the death. Or the third is, you know, time travel. What what button would you choose? I think time travel. Why why did you choose time travel? Time travel because going back to that that age 27 that I brought up, that by age 27 I needed to do this, if I would have started like sooner, I would have been more successful. Wow. It's like, I wish, I still have that in my head. Like, I wish I had more time. Like, I wish I had more time to, I mean, the second option would be never die. That way I can do whatever. But wouldn't that mess with you though? That never die? Yeah. I mean, Because you'll see everybody else die and you'll and stay with Exactly. Yourself. And then you're not, you're, you're not going to feel the pressure like, oh, I'm gonna die one day. Yeah, I mean, are you a big movie guy? Like you, you watch movies? If I have, when I have time, uh, I really yeah. don't. Have you ever watched Captain America? Yes. Did you watch the last movie no, where he decides to, you know, untreat himself from oh. never dying because he had already lost everybody that he loved? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah good so, point. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, he's like, "Hey, I don't want to be Captain America anymore. Yeah. Like, I lost my my girl that I love, and, and I lost everybody else. Like, you've seen them die, and yeah. he's still there. And you know, and that, that's unhappy." Um, read minds for three days. Um, Which one would you have picked, dude? Honestly, I would have picked the the, the read minds for three days. Why? Because I would have just gotten rid of people. That <laughs> 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 yeah, that was good, but yeah. I, I I feel that one. I can already kind of read them. Like, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you a person where you read like minds? Yeah, like I can, I can, I. I Yeah, or I think you I, read I can. The vibe of a person. I can read the vibe. Yeah. Like I can, I can, I can sense like if you're talking to me some way, mm-hmm. talk to me. If you're talking over me, it's kind of like okay, you don't. I I, I read all that. Oh wow. Uh, uh, I I mean I I feel like I have that that uh, ese ese instinto. ese instinto de, yeah. de saber como que like este canijo no le caigo bien mm-hmm. o si le caigo bien o encaje con alguien o no oh, este. Wow. Because I'm pretty diversified. Like, puedo hablarte inglés, puedo hablarte español. Puedo estar escuchando inglés, puedo estar escuchando español, puedo escuchar corridos, puedo escuchar pop. O sea, un poquito de todo. Muy bien. And then, you know, the fourth one says, bring someone back from the dead. 
Honestly, myself, I don't ident- identify myself with that because I haven't had like a big yeah. loss yet. Um, but how, how would you feel about that one? I'm, I'm the same way as you. Like, bring someone from the dead. I mean, yeah. It would be kind of weird, actually. Yeah. So, I'll... Going, paso, paso. going through the whole process of telling the person how you died. And it's like, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, that way. Yeah. Then, so, this is a little interactions that I do with the people on Instagram. I mean, you know, people actually interact with the page, which is kind of, like, cool. And I want to thank everybody for actually interacting with it. Um, uh, that's that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. So, you know, the whole concept is where every episode is for me to have different things like this and for me to be able to talk him out with the, with the guest. Uh, if I, is there something or is there something that comes to mind, something that you think will help a younger person watches this episode uh, or good advice that you could give to the people watching? Pretty much just uh, going back, do what you, if you want to become successful, you have to put in the time. You have to put your passion into it and uh, apply that to yourself and and, and it will give you positive results. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're if you're if you're giving if you're getting if you're trying to fix something that's already broken, whether it's a relationship work or whatnot, and and, and you're not doing anything different towards changing that to make it positive, then you got to switch the formula or do something. I mean, pretty much that that's it. I mean, just. Uh, stop like people ask me like what do I do for a living it's not what I do for a living it's like it's what I do t- for me to, what I what I love doing in order for me to be successful so what is it that you love in order f- that in order to apply that to yourself to be successful wow that's 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 good advice and I hope everybody takes that in um, also uh, can you give your social media where people can uh, follow sure. you uh, my Instagram is uh, the insurance lord okay uh, you can find me there on Instagram uh, Efrain Rodriguez on Facebook and uh, Snapchat Efrain underscore RDZ. Cool. Uh, that's pretty much oh, and then TikTok as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's TikToker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 12,000 followers. Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah, so I, I post a little video. It's because there's pretty much you post something and it yeah. kind of blows up. But yeah, and TikTok, I have uh, the insurance lawyer as well. Wow, I'll, I'll link them below. Uh, you guys could also listen to this via podcast on Spotify. Hopefully, by the time this is out, we're on iTunes Music now. Awesome. Yeah, we're on iTunes Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, so thank you again for being here, Efrain. I really appreciate you no, taking thank your you time. Uh, I know you're a really busy guy. And also, hopefully, you know, we could do a part two of this awesome. uh, podcast one of these days. And again, thank you for being here. And see you next time. Awesome. Thank you. How was that? That's cool. Yeah. Yes, sir.